Um, welcome back to another episode of Ventel Cafecito. I hope you're ready, Cafecito, and you're ready to dig into today's topic. I have a very good friend today, Areli, who's probably one of my oldest friends that I've had. Yeah. I feel like we've seen each other through so many different phases of life from like being in school to like partying in clubs to, you know, going to your wedding in Costa Rica, which was such an amazing experience. And I'm just, we kind of just had a whole conversation, which will be um, added next. Um, we kind of just dug into it, you know, and, and we'll just continue with the conversation and, and see where this goes. So do you want, actually, like, you should introduce yourself and just, you know, say a little bit about yourself and what you've been doing now that you're a new mom. I'm like, I don't even know what my life is now. <laughs> like, I'm a mom? Uh, I'm a mom now. Now I get it. Now I get it. I used to, like, anyway, we'll kind of talk about that in a little bit. But hi, I'm Aurelie. And um, like Abby said, I, we've been friends for such a long time. And um yeah, we've known each other since we were kids, and um, now I, I grew up in the city of El Monte, and uh, my family and I used to live there, and we've kind of moved around ever since then, and now as an adult, I stay in, in Phoenix, Arizona, where, um, you know, my husband and I just became new parents, and that's just currently life right now, parenthood, and uh, yeah. That's that's pretty much what my life is nowadays. That's so exciting. Did you ever picture that you would be like in this stage in your life, like with your own home, having a parent, moving to another state? Like, did you oh ever picture gosh. your life being like that? You know what? It's funny um, that you asked that because I did. I did. Really? I I've always kind of had like these the wildest dreams that like in my head I always have wanted for myself and um even though like you know there's times where because you grew up in a really small town where you know um a lot of people who love their town you know will stay in, in the town and then there's a lot of people that leave for college and end up building lives and um, even though I didn't really leave for college right away, um, you know, uh, I, I did leave and it's, it's funny because, um, I still have, you know, my really good friend who we know, uh, still lives in, in town and, um, but I've always kind of like growing up, especially kind of in high school, um, I always envisioned myself like living in another country and it's still not, not out of like the equation it's something that I would love to do even if it was for just three months but mm -hmm. um I did what I didn't expect was to end up in Arizona um really? <laughs> that's something that I did not expect out of all the states I thought I'd go to New York or I'd go to Florida or Chicago um but you know so far I really love it out here my fam my brothers are here which has been super fun because we haven't really lived to get not together but you know near each other and together for you know many years since I was like 17 going on 18 I think so um it's been a lot of fun having them around and um especially now that we're you know new parents it's nice to also have them around and be with her and her have her uncles and you know family around yeah no I'm sure I mean I, I, I can't, like, I got out of Amani as soon as I could. And I mean, I only live in Hacienda Heights, which is like the next city over, but 
it is still different, you know, than, than living in that environment. And, and my yeah. mom's salon is still there. And, you know, you know, I, I don't go as often as I, I used to. Um, but I, I actually love that. Like, I would love to move somewhere else. I've always wanted to move somewhere close to the beach, like just somewhere different, you know. But for me, I think that what stops me is that since Aiden, I don't know, like the thought of me and Aiden going somewhere by ourselves is scary because you do yeah. need so much help. Like we were talking about previously, like you need so much help just being a parent and mm-hmm. without having family nearby, it makes it really hard. You know, it makes yeah. it really hard. But no, I mean, that's definitely something that I, I've really thought about. But I did want to, I'm going on of our conversation and just talking about how, I don't know what your thoughts are on how people always say like children are so resilient. I'm sure you've heard that many times. And I feel like that's such a cop out, you know, just mm-hmm. saying that, you know, doesn't really address the fact that children aren't resilient. Children just have to adapt to everything that's being thrown at them. And I know that that's something that um, you kind of had to deal with as a, as a child. And that's yeah. something that I definitely want to go like more into, you know, this conversation and just like what you went through and and what are some of the things that you feel like helped you become the person that you are now? Yeah. So I, I, a lot of people actually don't know this only like my really close friends, obviously family members, but, um, you know, growing up, it was, it was, um, we had a lot of love. Our parents, you know, I have a lot of memories of them taking us to a trip up to the mountains or to the beach. It was a lot of like outdoorsy places where, you know, a lot of money wasn't required because unfortunately we just, you know, there wasn't a lot of money growing up. And, um, you know, both I'm first generation, my brothers and I first generation here. And, you know, my dad, um, in high school, this is 2007, actually, the year that we graduated high school, um, my dad actually got deported at that time. And it was really difficult for the family. Um, you know, at that time, it really felt like as a family, we, we like almost didn't know who we were, what to do, because um, at that time, he was the main, you know, person bringing in the money. And so, um, you know, imagine being at that age where you're about to be 18, you don't even know what you want to do in your life. Um, you think you're going to do X, Y, Z, and then this happens and it's like, oh, wait a sec. Now that this person's not here anymore, um, now you have to like grow up so quick because the house needs to get paid. The bills need to get paid. We have to eat. Right. And it's not just you it's it's your mom your your siblings and you know I have a younger a younger brother and so yeah it was really hard I think um mentally for a long time I was kind of trying to suppress that side of what was really happening in my life and as soon as I turned 18 I mean I was just going out all the time which was so much fun um but I think during that time unconsciously I was I was trying to suppress everything that was happening. I didn't want to accept what was really happening. And for me, by kind of keeping myself busy and doing, you know, other things, um, it was a little bit of like, it gave me some time to kind of hide away from it. And, mm-hmm. you know, when you go through something like that, and, you know, a lot of people have lost family members. And I'm not saying, like, I, I don't want to say that this is, any less than that because it's not but it almost feels like you lost a person 
but they're still physically there. Yeah. Right. And, and, you know, um, you just, a lot of like, I think the family is, it got, it was really affected and um, especially myself, I'm really close to my dad and, um, you know, not really having like your best friend there or not having like someone to go to for advice and, and things like that. It's really hard. And, you know, at that point we were kind of left for just everyone kind of, you know, luckily I have such, I, I always say this, my brothers are just some of the best guys that I've, I know, and not just because they're my brothers, but they really, really, um, you know, they picked up the pieces and they picked all of us up and they were like, Hey, you know, we're the older ones here. We're going to figure it out. And they did. And, you know, I just, I'm so grateful for them. I'm so thankful. And, um, yeah, they dropped out of college to go work full time. I mean, even in high school, when this happened kind of around the time that he was deported, I don't think a lot of people knew, but, um, I would leave after like, as soon as, uh, lunch would start and I would go work at my full-time job. I was a senior in high school working a full-time job. And just because like we needed money to obviously survive. And at that time I was living in Montclair. So I was, I was commuting from Montclair to South Almaty just to finish school there. And Mm -hmm. so that was a challenge in itself. And, um, yeah, it just, it just really, really, uh, rocked us. And, um, you know, I'm so grateful that my brothers were there to just kind of, you know, tell my mom and say, Hey, like, don't worry about it. We're going to figure this out and we'll get through it. And, you know, now that we're so much older, we have conversations about this and, you know, it's, it's, again, we kind of battle between, um, making our feelings known and being able to communicate and talk about these things. Mm -hmm. Um, Personally, I'm a little bit uh, better in regards to that. And sometimes you find myself being like a little bit of the family therapist because um, I've kind of learned to accept it because you have to accept it and you have to move on. And and like it's not like he's not physically here. Unfortunately, it's just a different, you know, situation. And um, we just need to be able to, you know, find a way and, and keep it moving. How do you feel like, I mean, I, I remember when it happened. I remember you mm-hmm. telling me about his, his deportation. Yeah. And, but I remember you kind of just keeping like you're cool about it, at least in front of us, you know? Yeah. And um, I remember thinking though, that's such a big deal because you are so close to your dad, you know? Yeah. And to me, that's what I used to think about. Like, I don't know, I guess in my, you know, 17 year old mind, it wasn't like, oh, well now, like who's going to provide all I could think about was like, you're so close to your dad. Like, how are you going to deal with that? And I remember you would think, yeah, well, he's just like in TJ, like I'll see him often or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but how, how did that like affect you? Like put aside, putting aside all the logistics about money and all of that, just not having, you know, your dad there yeah. all the time anymore. Yeah, I, I mean, like I said, he's even to this day, he's, you know, still, I always call him the OG best friend, because he really was, you know, my very first best friend. And um, I think, I think for myself, you know, emotionally, it just completely tore me apart. Like, yeah, I, you know, just thinking of 
you know, is he going to be safe? Um, you know, now that we can't see each other on a daily basis, like, when am I going to be able to see him? Um, yeah, I mean, emotionally, I was completely torn. And, and like I said, I was just trying to find anything to keep my mind away from it and to keep myself kind of busy and not think about it. Because, um, I mean, there were so many days where I would literally be on my bed and I would just start crying just because I like, I was like, what is my life? Like, what is happening right now? Um, because, you know, I've had, um, you know, friends in the past, like, you know, yourself who've said, I would have never imagined that that's something that you were even going through because I feel like I was really good at covering that up. I was mm -hmm. like, yeah, no big deal. Like, I'll just see him when I see him. But it really had like torn me completely apart. And, um, and yeah, I mean, so many years, so many years I'd kind of gone through, um, you know, I, I, I have really good relationships with, you know, my brothers now and, and my mom, you know, my mom's kind of, we've always kind of had that mother daughter relationship, but it, it's never really been, uh, like friends. Um, mm -hmm. and it's really weird because I'm her only daughter. And so, uh, for me not having that, that friend in the family was just really, really tough. And, you know, I used to ask my dad for advice all the time and, I felt so lonely and, and yeah, it was just, it, it completely just tore me apart. And so from an, an emotional standpoint, like it was just, it was terrible. I was really, really sad. And um, yeah, I mean, it was lonely for a long time. And even now as, as I've gotten older, um, you know, my mom will say, oh, you're always, you always like to be alone. You're always just like soup, like on your own. I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, um, I obviously love my family, but you know, my dad was that guy where if I was feeling sad or, you know, even though he was a super strict Mexican parent who said no boyfriends allowed, like, at least I could go talk to him and be like, dad, don't ask me any questions, but I'm a little heartbroken right now. And I could, I didn't have that. Yeah. And so it was, it was really tough. It was really, really tough. Yeah. Do you get to see him often now? Yeah. I mean, this last year, um, since we moved a little bit further out, it's been a little bit more challenging because it's not like a quick two hour drive anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, we've been a couple times we've been with the baby and, um, you know, he's always super happy to see any of us and, yeah, actually, my mom retired and she lives out there with him now. So that's even more um, reason to feel a little bit less stressed about it, because at least now I know that they can both take care of each other. Yeah, so. and he's, he's not alone. Yeah. What would you tell, like, now that you have a daughter and now that, like, you've been through all of that and you have, you know, such a great supportive husband, like, yeah. Now that like at the place where you are in your life, like what would you tell, you know, your younger self, like when you were going through those moments? Yeah, I mean, I think first and foremost, like it's important to talk about your feelings, like whatever it is that you're going through, even if you're angry or obviously like sad, it's it's OK to talk about those things. And even if you feel like, um you know, the family is not there. They, they are. It's just sometimes people are just waiting for you to open up. 
Mm -hmm. And, you know, and a lot of the times I think, you know, it's people are thinking completely different things. Sometimes your family wants to give you that space and, you know, they think to themselves, well, she'll come to us if she wants to talk about it. And then on the other hand, you know, for me at that time, I was like, oh, well, no one wants to like hear about this sad story. Like, I'm just not going to talk about it. So I would say um, to my younger self, well, first of all, like, it's okay to talk about it. Like, it's okay to go to someone and say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm having a really bad day today. I'm really sad today. And then the next day, you know, hey, I'm actually feeling really good, you know, and it's okay, you're going to go through those through, through this roller coaster of emotions and it's just okay to talk about it and not keep it all to yourself so yeah and yeah and you know now that I have a daughter which is insane um I mean having gone through all these things that you know I've gone through as a, as, as a kid and throughout my adult life um I obviously don't want her to you know, I, I would never want her to kind of go through these struggles. And, you know, I have to remind myself that um, even now, you know, when she starts crying, um, she's been fed, you know, she's been changed. And it's okay. You can cry it out a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, you'll, you'll be fine. And I just, I want her to be, I, I just want her to be a really strong person, right? Be comfortable, um, you know, with showing emotion, because that's something that I didn't grow up with. It was very weird to show any type of emotion. So I want her to be comfortable showing her emotions and talking about them and, and just being a strong woman, just being a strong woman and, and knowing that, you know, you don't necessarily have to just be great in the kitchen, you can also be great cutting checks somewhere, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I just, yeah, I just, I want her to be strong. I want her to be happy. And I want her to, you know, be comfortable with showing her emotions. Isn't it so funny how, um, as parents, we kind of like, we want our kids to have so much better than we did. Right. But it's funny because I asked you, like, what would you say to yourself? And like, you, you said it, but you referred it back to your daughter like you're seeing your daughter as as you you know and that's so sweet because like I mean I mean obviously now you know what it is to love somebody else more than anything in the world and like it's like such a good reminder that our parents feel like that about us too you know like my mom and I have always had a difficult relationship and it hasn't been until recently like the last five years or four, four four years we yeah. both have been trying really hard to better it. Like we are both in therapy. We've talked through a lot yeah. of stuff. We've worked through a lot of stuff. Like it has been a, a transformation now. Like, I mean, I, we don't even fight. And me and my mom used to have terrible fights, like terrible fights, you know? <laughs> but sometimes I have to remind myself, like just the way that I see my son, you know, she sees me in that way. And I think that we build up our parents, like we expect them to be perfect. So when they do human things, it's like so hard for us to understand, like they're just a human being, you know, even earlier, like Aiden kept asking me about taking him somewhere and taking him somewhere. And I told him, and I, at one point, like he was asking me so much that I was like, stop asking me, you know? And then I felt so bad. And then I called him back and like, I don't want to talk to you like that. I don't want to speak to you in that tone, but you know, you're, and I, and like, you have to remind yourself that you're human too. And that it's okay to make those mistakes. 
And it's so important for your kids to see us being able to acknowledge those things because then they won't expect so much of themselves too, you know? Cause then they think like, my parent is so perfect. I need to be like that too. And that's not, it's not healthy. Cause then they end up in situations like that where you can't express yourself or you hold yourself up to a standard where you're constantly, you know, stressed out and, and trying to do like everything that your parents didn't get to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, and it it's funny that you say that because lately I've been thinking about that too. You know, I, I think about it everywhere. I think about it in the shower. I think about it as I'm washing a cup, as I'm doing my bed. I think about, you know, you think about how your child's going to be as they get older, right? And, um, you know, for us, it was, uh, at least for myself, there were such high expectations, like you're not sweeping the right way. You're not doing mm-hmm. this the right way, um, which is so funny now that I think about it. But I remember my dad, you know, teaching me how to sweep because I didn't know how to sweep correctly. And I was just like, now that I have my daughter, I, I don't ever want to make her feel that way. It's like, hey, look, the, this is the purpose. Do it however you want to do it. Just yeah know that this is what you want at the end. Um, And it's not always going to turn out that way. It might turn out a little bit different and it's fine. Just do it your way and do the very best um, now. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's funny that you, it's funny that you see that because now I'm, I'm, like you said, you know, now that I have a daughter, I just, it's, it's so different. I don't want her to feel so much pressure. I feel like we kind of grew up with that pressure because, you know, um, we were, you know, first generation. I just feel like first generation has so much, so much pressure on them. And so I feel like it comes with a lot of guilt, at least for me. Like, I think like, even when I was saying about moving away, like I think Mm -hmm. about, you know, my mom and my grandma. Oh yeah. Like, you know, what am I, what are they going to do? You know, like I think about that all the time. Like, I would love to be able to like, let's move somewhere, you know, or do something. But I think, you know, they have their life here too. And like, I do feel guilty about that. But I also have to remind myself, like, it's okay to go and make your life somewhere else if that's what you want, you know? And I'm sure they want to see you do that. If that's Yeah, yeah. No, they definitely do. And, and, um, but it's definitely a struggle that I, I something yeah. I think about. I'm like, I want to win the lottery so I can just buy everyone homes. Everyone right. can do their thing. You're like, good. Now I can go. <laughs> now I can go. You know, and that's 100%. such a like that's a first generation mentality that so many people have that. Even with me with school, like I can't even tell you the years I put so much pressure on myself. And now I'm just like, damn, like I'm in debt. I mean, I enjoyed it. I loved it. And and it was so many years of just being stuck in my room studying. Even when we were like growing up, like when, I mean, you guys used to go out a lot more than I did and I would like tag along like maybe once a month. Oh (laughs) yeah. You you remember that? Like you guys would be out every weekend and then once a month I would be like, okay, it's like my turn to go out and like go to, go to, I remember when we used to go to 18 and over clubs, like that's, oh my gosh, that's how long it's been. Well, first of all, who the heck did we think we were? Like, (laughs) (laughs) now that I, oh my gosh, I I mean, loved those times for me. Yeah. I think, um, well, first of all, I don't even know how I'm still alive. I don't even know how a lot of them are still alive. Um, but you know, I, I feel like 
I feel like that specifically time in our lives, it, it was hard. I think we're, you know, you and I were kind of in different situations, but um, nonetheless, it was still a struggle on both sides. Like me trying to, you know, f- suppress a little bit of what was really going on. And, and it sounds like on your side, you know, juggling being with your, with your mom and making sure your mom's taking yeah. care of, baby's yeah. taking care of and all of these things. So yeah 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 just growing up is a is a what is that thing that they say growing up is a it's a um like just don't do it <laughs> don't young. do it seriously Stay young you i'm know, gonna tell my daughter it. like hey look you're it's likely that you're not going to find someone you really actually love till you're like 30 yeah <laughs> so you know like stay home you know live at home for free until you have to. And I always tell this to like, um, you know, my nieces and uh, George's nieces. And I'm just like, guys, stay at home as long as you can, because you're, you know, sometimes you want to grow up so fast. And I I was saying that I was saying that the other day, like, if I could go back, I would not have a boyfriend when I was at high school. 100%. I would not have a boyfriend in my early 20s. Like, I would have stayed single and having fun. Like, I spent so much time worrying about some fucking dumb guy when like, I could have just been, like, enjoying my life. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? And, um, you know, like, I tell that to my cousins, too, all the time. I'm like, just enjoy it. Stop worrying about a stupid guy. Like, they're not going to be around. You're not going to see not. him in a couple of years. Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> They're still going to stalk your social media, but that's exactly. it. Like, you're not going to care. <laughs> exactly. Like, I always, yeah, I always say this. And, you know, God bless those who have been together since they were in high school. But it's very rare that you actually stay with the person that you're in high school. Like, yeah. you go through your 20s, you change so much, you go through different experiences, you're kind of surrounded by different people who have different mindsets. And then naturally, your mindset kind of evolves. And sometimes, you know, your mindset evolves and then the other person doesn't. And yeah. there may be a little complaint, who knows, right? Maybe complacency kind of takes toll of a relationship, but like a hundred percent, I think, I mean, same thing with you. I, I always like, now that I think back at it, I always say, oh, I had maybe one or two boyfriends. <laughs> I don't, I don't call the, yeah, know, yeah, yeah, I agree. The one-offs boyfriends. I'm like, mm, maybe I had like two boyfriends growing no, up. No, I completely agree. I say that too. And then, I'm, and like some of my ex-boyfriends have the same name. So I feel like it counts as one person. <laughs> <laughs> like it doesn't count if it has multiple people if they have the same name, you know? 100%. No, a hundred percent. It's so funny. Um, kind of like now, you know, talking about partners, right? Or like even just kind of going through life is like thinking that maybe that was going to be your partner. Um, You know, I I think back at it and I'm just like, oh my God, I had so much growing up to do. And I'm so thankful. Uh, Honestly, like I've been asked, like, do you regret things? I'm like, no, I don't regret not one thing because Mm -hmm. like, all of those things and as cheesy and corny as it sounds and I'm gonna quote Rascal Flats has led me to like where I am now and yeah. I like if that meant having to go through all of that to where I am now oh my god 100% like I don't regret any of it no I completely agree I definitely think like for me there was definitely like stepping stones to get there 
I think some of the relationships that I had definitely like made me grow up so much, yeah. you know, and, and there were moments where I was in love and I, there was definitely moments of being happy and like being grateful for those, for those relationships. But there was also moments where I was like, that was a waste of time. Like, why did I do that to myself? 100%. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, I, I agree with what you're saying. Like it definitely leads you to becoming a, a better person. Every single person that crosses your path, I feel like it, it, they're there for a reason. And a lot of times they're mirroring back to us the things that we don't want to address or the things that we don't want to change. And it's really up to us to really focus and think, okay, do I want to change this? Do I want to continue on this path? Do I want to become a better person? Or do I want to say, you know, complacent and stay in this same situation for the rest of my life? And if that's, you know, that's okay. If that's where, yeah. what you want for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, and even, you know, now I, I just feel so lucky and uh, in a way I think to myself and uh, I truly think that uh, God like sent my husband to me um, during a time where I was still kind of, you know, uh, I was still sort of kind of battling those emotions that I haven't really addressed, I hadn't really faced and a time where I was maybe a little bit irresponsible with my life, you know? And, and so um, now that, like when he came into my life, I was like, oh my gosh, like from the outside in, I was like, oh my God, this guy has his life together. Like I, mm-hmm. I want that for myself. And so it comes to, you know, I always tell to like friends too, like it's true what they say, like you are who you, you surround yourself with. And, um, you know, you kind of grow up building really great relationships and it's like, like you and I, we still keep in touch, right? It's like you, you end up keeping very few relationships, but it's okay because at the end of the day, like if your circle's small, I think it's sometimes even better, right? Like keep a small circle, keep like those who, who you really care for, who really care for you and, and want to see you do well. And, and um, my husband was really that for me at that time that we started dating. And again, you know, it's, it's funny because both him and I talk about it. He said, no, you kind of, you know, you were brushing me off and I'm like, oh, I was playing hard to get, you know, just <laughs> <laughs> playing the game. You were, I was just playing the game that I, you know, I'm sure you were trying to play too, but now we're here and, uh, you know, we're going on, oh my gosh, 10 years next year. Oh my God, 10 years already? Years next year. And, wow. you know, we've been, you were at our wedding. We've been married for a little over three, wait, three years now? Over three years. We're going, we're going on our fourth year. Just had our baby. And, you know, he's really, uh, he's really been that, that friend to me, the, the for, at least for me, that's kind of, uh, just giving me that advice. And I always tell him, I said a little bit of the void that I feel like my dad left, he kind of filled it in, yeah. which is really weird, but like it, it filled that void. And I feel like because of that, I was able to not face those emotions that I should have faced at the, at that time when that occurred, but, um, I didn't. And now we're here now. And he's kind of like been that cheerleader for me. And he's been like, Hey, like, you can't just be mad and not have a conversation with me. You have to address yeah. it, right? Because yeah. that's—it's. I feel like it's human nature, and maybe like, you know, stubborn person that just you know doesn't want to talk about it. But he's kind of the one that's like, hey, no, like you have to be an adult. We have to talk about it. <laughs> um, yeah. 
So, yeah, yeah, it's really weird, actually, now that I'm saying it, but it, it is like he kind of filled that void for me. And, and I, you know, like, I've done things that I never imagined I could have done, whether it's on a professional level, on a personal level, like, I've, you know, we used to talk about, you know, when we were younger, like, oh, you would never, you know, make X amount of money in your profession. And it's like, when you kind of achieve these things, you're like, oh my gosh, I never thought that I would be like that. And then you do it. And that's why I tell everyone, like everyone around me, I'm like, dude, you are just, you're just questioning this way too much. And you're hesitating, just go for it. Like you won't know the outcome until you actually do it. And, you know, I, I feel like we surprise ourselves. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. Like I truly feel that way. Like I, I remember, you know, back then, um, I had, um, an ex-boyfriend who you, who you knew and after high school. And I remember when we were having conversations about money, Yeah, he had mentioned that he couldn't, like his goal was to always make this certain amount of money, which was to me, I was already making that money. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm just starting out. Like, uh, like, how can that be your goal? You know? Right. And, and I think back now and like, those are the moments where you have to think, am I aligned with this person? Am I going to be aligned with this person in 10 years? If their mentality is, is so limiting, you yeah. know? And, and also like, are they willing to grow? Are they willing to expand that? Because that, that makes such a huge um, difference. You know, I, I think that the fact that you were so receptive to George and that he was kind of like patient and wanting to guide you. I think that makes like, that talks a lot about both of you guys and, and yeah. being able to really like become a unit be, um, through that. Oh yeah. You know what I, mean? I mean, yeah, I will always like say this and it's not just because like he's my husband, but as a, as a person, he's just, he is like, he is someone that, that you want to have in your life as a friend um, you know, as a brother, as a son, he's just, it's funny. I say you, you're like a little bit of like the golden child, in uh, <laughs> in you know, in every aspect, like as, as a child of God, as a, as a child of your parents, as, as a friend, I mean, um, yeah, I, I always say this, I'm like, I'm going to show you off until the day I die, because you deserve this, like, you are such a great human, and yeah, he's, he's really been, um, he's really been that friend for me, that's, to me, that's, like, really helped me through, um, like I said, kind of facing those emotions I just never really wanted to face, and talk about those things that I was going through, and and say, okay, well, how am I going to just kind of accept this and understand that this happened to me? Like now it's, let's move on. Cause you can't keep living, you know, can't keep living in that space. It's just yeah. really, it's not healthy. It, yeah. It's not healthy and it's not allowing you to grow. And, and yeah, he kind of helped me through the, all of that. And, um, you know, yeah, a lot of the things that we've, been able to do and even myself been able to do is, is because of the encouragement and he always tells me you know um we kind of 
you know, we have, we make friends and we have friends of like different, have different cultures, different backgrounds. And, you know, sometimes like we'll see friends from different backgrounds who maybe have achieved a little bit more because we all grew up with different sort of like mindsets, right? Like mm-hmm. Mexican culture has like a specific mindset and different cultures have that too. And I think that, um, you know, he always tells me, he's like, well, well, if someone else can, doesn't matter what their background is, like, so can you. I think a little bit of me used to be so afraid of like, oh, well, I'm just, you know, this girl who has Mexican parents, first generation here. Like, I used to be so shy and so afraid of things that now I think about. And I'm just like, why was I even afraid of that? I used to be so afraid to even like go up to someone and ask a question. And I'm just like, why? Like, and, and so, yeah, yeah, he's, he's really helped me. Um, And I always think to myself when I'm afraid of doing that, I mean, I just had a, for example, I just had a, um, an interview with a, uh, with a big tech company that's actually moved out here to Phoenix. And um, I never in a million years, I used to always follow this company and never in a million years did I think like I would ever even get an interview for this position and he's like you can't you have to think to yourself like yeah I'm worthy of that and I'm gonna do it if I want to do it I'm gonna do it why not yeah Yeah. no I I completely agree with that I think it's all in in your mind and we we limit ourselves sometimes like 100% we limit ourselves I definitely feel like I did that to myself for many years just Mm -hmm. in in like finding a partner you know like Mm -hmm. I would always be like no like I just can't even deal with it right now. Like that used to be yeah. my mentality. Like I just have too much. Like I need to focus on being a mom. I need to focus on school. Like, and then um, I opened myself up and then it, when it didn't like work out the way that I wanted to, I was like, I can't like, just because this didn't work out, it doesn't mean that it wasn't like, it didn't serve the purpose that it was supposed to serve. It didn't like make me open up. It didn't make the other person open up. Like you are the one that's limiting yourself. And even in those moments, like when you find yourself in, in relationships that um, you, you're opening yourself up or in anything, and then you get there and you get scared and you're just like, oh shit, like now I'm here and now I'm, I'm like able to have everything I've ever, ever wanted, but then yeah. you freak out, you know? Yes. Oh and my it's gosh. All in your mind. It's all in your mind. Like I've definitely experienced that in so many different aspects, even, you know, after I graduated looking for a job, I had this mentality that like, I'm not going to be able to find a job from home. It's not like, and I would apply and apply and apply and nothing was happening. And then one day, literally one day I said, why am I, why do I have this mentality? Like I can find a job where I work from home. I can find this, what I need. Literally the next day I got a call the following day. I had an interview that afternoon. I had an offer. Like it literally took two days of me changing my mentality, you know? So it's so, it's so important. Like, um, that you, you know, that you expand, you know, the things that you want because you literally can have whatever, you know, whatever. Yeah. And, you know, I like it's, and, you know, we're talking about like not being afraid of things and, and, you know, taking these chances. You're like, yeah, why not? Like, I want that. Like other people have it. Why can't I have it? Right. Yeah. And I think, I think that once we're able to kind of get to a space where we're like, yeah, I deserve this. Like I work my ass off for this. Like I'm a good person. Like why not? Yeah. Um, 
then we kind of start seeing those things and it doesn't mean that we don't have to work hard at to to get those things but um it's 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 really funny how everything just kind of starts falling into place yeah no I completely agree okay well I definitely I know that it's been about an hour and I know you got to get back to the baby that was so fast that was so fast (laughs) I know but thank you so much for coming on the podcast it really means a lot to me I love you so much of course I love you I'm so um, proud of you and the fact that you have I'm so proud of you. I, like, like, I'm just so proud of you. I mean, look at you. First no, gen. No, no. This is about USC you. Graduate. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. I want to be you, you when I grow you. up. No. <laughs> I, I want to be you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but thank you so much. I really, really of appreciate course. it. And um is there anything else that you want to share for anyone that's listening? Like anything that you can think of, like closing thoughts on whatever? I mean, we feel like we talked about so many different things, yeah. but is there anything that stands out to you that, that you'd like to, you know? Yeah, just a couple of things. I would say like, you know, coming, if like you're a parent, new parent, like it's, it's okay to also put focus on yourself because if you can't take care of yourself, you can't take care of you know, your child. And it's so important to also take care of like your relationships with your friends, your family, especially um, your partner. If you're in a, in a partnership, it's, it's so important to spend time together um, to make sure, you know, you guys are always going on dates and whatnot. And, and two, I think, I think from like, just like as a human growing and, and growing up really, um just like not being afraid of things and realizing that you know we're not our parents and that it's okay to kind of do life the way that you want to and and that you deserve it if you work really hard you deserve everything in the world and um yeah just not being afraid to go for it okay well thank you so much yeah and um Thank you to everyone for listening. I wish you an amazing week and I will see you on the next episode. Don't forget to bring your cafecito. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.